morning and welcome <laughs> to your daily game face. I'm Dr. Kim Lannon. Not Kimberly today. I'm doing Kim. Kim? Yes. And Is that I, a day-to-day choice? Well, you know, I'd like to change it up a little bit. Okay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm here with Lou Blasey with no intro word this week. Fine. So I'm just changing up. I don't deserve know. an intro word this week. Not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Were you misbehaved this week? No, no. I was good. I could say, that's it. The misbehaved Lou Blasey. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's I always good. good. I'm uh, sure that you're good for something misbehaved. I didn't do anything wrong. Not yet. No. That we know of. Thought of a lot of things. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. as long as it stays in the head bubble. Yeah, that's, that's what right. I always tell people. <laughs> that's right. Right? Um, so good morning. It's, oh my God, if you're not in New England and you're listening to this, we're in the middle of November and it's 70 degrees out. And it was high 70s yesterday. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. And then a week and a half ago, we had like three inches of snow. We had leaves and snow. <laughs> Yeah. So it's been like freezing, snow, and now we're back to summer. So it's fantastic. I think they switched October and November this year. I know. It's October so weird. was cold. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and a little rainy. Yep. So, but that's okay. I'm sure by, you know, two weeks from now, Thanksgiving will be in a foot of snow. No, no. Because, you know, it's that time of year. No. That hasn't been the pattern. No, the last but 10 I mean, years you know, occasionally, or so. like, well, I think it was last year, the year before, you know, up in the White Mountains, I usually yep. go up there for Thanksgiving. Oh, it, it dropped. We had like a good foot of snow. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, just two hours north and you get blanketed yeah. and it was quite something. It was like Here, though, it waits till New Year's and then we get, we get whacked for eight yeah. weeks. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then by January, around my birthday time, it's just full on snow and I want to go to like Fiji. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so this, this is a very important day. Do you know what day is today? It is Veterans Day. That is right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, um, uh, more, uh, most important to obviously salute veterans and mm-hmm. thank them for their service and the wonderful things that they've done for the country and for their families and for um, people in general and that they don't even know, um, but also people that are still serving. I always like to recognize um, people that are active yes. still at the same time because even though they're not veterans, they will eventually be. So we are very happy and proud of their service and so thankful. So if you see someone out there today that's wearing their veteran hat, their yeah. Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marine, or... I miss Army, Navy, Coast Guard, Marine, Air Force, Air Force. <laughs> Ooh, sorry, Air yeah. Force. Uh-huh. Um, you know, or you see, you know, make sure you thank them for your service, and it goes a long way because people really appreciate it. Not that I have to preach to you, but you know, it's nice, yeah. and people don't get thanked enough and appreciated enough for that. Um, and so I have lots of family members and and friends that are military and mm-hmm. work with lots of military people, so um, veterans specifically. So thank you for the service, and uh, and particularly to my husband. Who is a service, veteran? Yeah, a veteran from the Navy, mm-hmm. and uh, I thank him for his service. Except, you know, when I'm mad at him, then you know, <laughs> and then we no. no thank you're still you. thankful for his service. I'm at still that thankful point. for his service, but then there's a, just a different compartment for that. And you want to deploy him? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yes. Oh, that's yes. That's a good way to yeah. the shed. Deploy him to the shed. <laughs> deploy him to the shed. Yes. Um. I'm, um, but thank you, John, for your service. Um, anyway, so I thought we'd talk when about... I was, when oh. I was... When my kids were younger. Yeah. And people should try this if they've never done it. What? You see those people, uh, the, like the World War II veterans, the Korean War veterans, yes. even Vietnam veterans, where they'll have the hats, they'll have yes. the hats of their ships on something yes. like that. Just ask them a question. Yes. Where were you deployed? Yes. And just listen for a few minutes. It's yes. it's, it's always fascinating. fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, well, so because my husband was on Navy ships... We, this is I'm sure this can get me in trouble, but he's like a dog, and we stop at every. All men are like dogs, and I mean that. No, I don't mean that. In the best possible way. I don't mean that in pejorative way. way. Right. We're simple creatures. So he's he's like a dog, and he sees another veteran with a hat on, and it's like a beeline to the fire hydrant, right? It's like right. So and then we are always in a very long conversation. So I know a lot about a lot of different ships and a yep. lot of different eras and a lot of different wars on top of what I already know from like working with, with men and women in the military. But w- he's, he's like a dog. He's like yep. a pointer. He goes right to someone and we find out what the MOS is and what they did and where they were. And usually somehow they've crossed paths or they've known each other. Or they were on the same ship or they knew someone on the same ship or mm-hmm. something over the years. So it's, it is very fascinating when you stop and you ask like, oh, where did you serve yep. or what did you do? And, most of the time, people are very happy to share their story with you. My favorite little blip came from a family member. My yeah. cousin's son is a nuclear engineer, Ooh. submarine nuclear engineer. Wow, very and cool. And he met his wife in nuclear engineering school, 
She's a nuclear engineer, or was. She's, I, I think she's out of the Navy now. Uh -huh. But she was a uh, nuclear engineer in the USS Truman. Uh -huh. He was a nuclear engineer in a submarine. Yeah. And they're in the same carrier group for a while. Yeah. And I said, that's got to be unusual to put husband and wife in the same carrier group. And he looked at me, he goes, there's four guys on my ship with wives <laughs> in the carrier group. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, right. Serving in a carrier group with your wife that, or your husband? Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I don't know what the incidence rate of all that is, but I know there are plenty of people that are married and in, in similar platoons, depending, you know, depending on the branch of service, but they yeah. are, but it's, you know, but there's very specific rules around it. I think it's gotten a little bit different. Don't quote me on all that because I know that although I work with veterans, that's not the piece that I work with. I work with, you know, obviously PTSD and other things, right. but I know there's lots of married couples and families in that they're in either the same branch or a similar um, I know there's ranking order, and you can't go from one rank to another and marry down or up or something. I don't know. But really? Yeah, you have to be careful. You gotta stay within like, your rank range. Well, well, fraternizing with like you, can, you know, like commissioned officers, non-commissioned yep. officers. There's all these rules. I know they're broken because I've act that I actually have had to deal with some of those issues. Like when the rules get broken, is when oh. I'm always around when the rules are broken. Well, hey. Right. I have to yeah. help fix the problem, you know. So when the things are going fine, I don't know about those things. When they're going poorly, <laughs> that's when I find out the stories, you know. Yeah. So that's what I do for a living, keeping everybody healthy and well. Yeah. Try. God bless the veterans. They should get a Monday. We should get a three-day holiday out of this. Okay. Is it? Although it's, it's always on November 11th. Right. But it's the 11th hour, the 11th day of the 11th month, right? right? Yeah. Right. But it always feels like it ends on a Tuesday for some reason in my head. And then yeah. For some reason, today, Wednesday, it was off. I kept yeah. thinking yesterday was it. So, anyway, I thought because we are already under stress. <laughs> no, not really, right? Yes. Um, we're already under stress, and people have been coming in talking about the stress of what's clearly going on, which isn't kind of resolving itself, sort of, which we won't go there yet. But people are coming into the holiday season, and so people in the past week are now shifting over to, okay, like election's over. We're gonna move on. We got now. We got to deal with family and yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and all these things that are coming up. So, um, so the first thing. Not first. in Massachusetts. You have a built-in excuse. Well, so well, so there's a lot of humor in my office, as yeah. as we have talked about over the past few weeks about um, people. You know, it's the perfect excuse not to have to go to be with people you don't like. Yeah. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah. And so you have to have some levity, right? Yeah. So. Um, it, People you don't necessarily want to spend six hours with. Well, the, here, yeah. so yeah, so you know, being funny, and I'm going to. Continue. And by the way, I'm, I'm assured. I'm I'm assured that's mutual. Yes, <laughs> I, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So, so I think that humor, that's one of the strategies that I would give you is taking in a sense of humor about the condition that people get in. Because I hear lots of drama, so the reason why I go to the humor side that's so extreme sure. is because I have to put a bigger spin on some of this stuff because people are so intense about it. Right. So I, you know, my statement stands true that, you know, you don't have to go to any place that you don't want to go that people you can't stand. Um, <laughs> because that's how it gets presented to me. Sure. So, um, you know, people are not together all year anyway. So if we take COVID out of it, right. many people are getting back together around the holidays for the first time in actually a whole year. And, and oh, add in COVID and add in the stress of travel and cooking and politics and, mm -hmm. and, and, yeah, and, 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 and. So, so this particularly this year seems to be a heightened um, holiday season coming into that I'm not typically experiencing before. Oh, everyone's stressed. And everyone's really stressed more than normal. And this is the time of year, basically from Thanksgiving to right around New Year's Day, New Year's Day after, when people, you know, suicide rates typically go up. And we're talking without any of this other stuff added in. Right, exactly. People yeah. have loneliness. People have isolation issues. People have disconnection. People feel very sad. This is an emotional time because it's a lot of remembrances. People might have lost a loved one this year, which obviously there's hundreds of thousands of people that did yep. this year and this will be the first holiday season without them um, so there's so many moving pieces and I'm sure addiction plays into oh this and then well. oh and then yeah. an, add an yeah. addiction you know let's let's go just drink <laughs> yeah or or a drug right right um so so i thought it was important considering it comes up so often and people are always looking for some strategy or something to do uh with themselves right so so there's a few things. I think the top holiday stressors that I'm hearing, 
and I think this might bear out on the kind of cultural norm of the country is travel, mm-hmm. um, sure. preparing the f- meal, um, family stress and conversations and that tension. Now, why is that not one? Um, well, I, I don't know if it's, was I doing it in order? Oh, I don't know. Okay. No. So I would, I mean, it depends on the person. Yeah. So, right. So, and even so, like the strategies would be tailored to the person depending on their stress. Cause a lot of times, so I'm sure this won't go over well with my family when I tell them this, but here <laughs> I go. So in, <clears throat> and so in my house, the presentation, like Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and Christmas weren't really about the holiday. This is awful. They were about the presentation and what it looked oh, like sure, yeah. and and what you're going to wear. And so oh, I, yeah. I was I was always very elated when I got to be older, and I decided in my head, you know, how you have those aha moments. I'm like, I don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have to wear high heels and right. all these things that were like the the way of doing things back then. Right. Um, there was a lot of pomp and circumstance around it, and that was really stressful for my family and for me as a child growing up in that. And I was an only child, so there was a lot of pressure. So it was always about the the way things looked and going to other places and the way it looked with other people. So that was a big stress. Now, I see a lot of clients that have that similar stress when they're, like, preparing their house, you know. I mean, I've had people that have recited their house for Thanksgiving because they want it to look a certain way. Recited the house. They've recited the house. Mm-hmm. I have a client that just recited their house because they wanted the presentation of the house to be absolutely perfect and beautiful when people showed up for Thanksgiving. Mind you, they're only having six people. Oh, my God. So they wow. recited the house, and I didn't even ask how much that cost for the house, but they recited it. Yeah. Um, it didn't need to be recited, but they felt that it was dirty. And I said, why don't you just power wash it? But you know, (laughs) logic out the window. Um, so, so from extremes like (laughs) doing that, um, to redoing, you know, I've had people redo kitchens. Yeah. I've had people, um, do, uh, do all kinds of things, but I have lots of extremes because that's what I see. That's what you're dealing with. Right. Um, but the, the. The stress of preparing for it and the pomp and circumstance, I think, is across the board at different levels for people, you know, whether or not they're preparing the food, how long it takes. And mind you, and I've been telling people this, you know, how health and health and wellness is my is my big thing around eating and exercise. Thanksgiving is a an emotional soul sucking day around food. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, not to be dramatic, but I will because I want to make the point (laughs) is that it's an emotional soul sucker in the fact that we typically don't sit down and eat a huge thing of protein and then seven sides of full on carbohydrates that make us drop our head to the ground and then sleep and you know, Uncle Joe is, you know, unbuttoning his pants and yep. snore, snoring by two, <laughs> right? Because, I mean, that's just, right. you know, that's just not what we typically do. So when we do that kind of food prep and then get that pomp and circumstance going for all that thing to have then everyone fat, eat fast and then fall asleep, oh, by the way, it also sugar rushes people and sugar rushing makes people more agitated. Yes. So when there's emotional stuff on the table, literally, and figuratively, yep. when there's emotional stuff out there and people have unresolved issues, which all families do, and there's <laughs> there, there's no family without dysfunction. My say, Irish family, and I'm being literal here. Yes. This is not an exaggeration. My Irish family used to have meetings before holidays to see who is not talking to who and why. See, this is there what I'm a, saying. There was a debriefing about what the status of the six kids, six siblings were among my mother and her siblings. <laughs> See, and, that, and that's not, I mean, it's yeah. not unusual. I mean, I've heard many things like yeah. that. So that's, you know, who's talking to who, who's not doing what, who's yep. going to do, who's coming, who's not going to come because of that person. Right. What topic to stay away from. Yeah, exactly. What, you know, don't mention this, don't mention that. Yeah. Secret, secret, you know, all this stuff. Okay, so where was I? I'm sorry, uh, the emotional devastation of the food. <laughs> Oh, there's a good one. Family dysfunction on the table. Oh, that's right. The family dysfunction on the table, the emotional dysfunction on the food, so that when you have those combination and accumulation of things that you haven't had, and all of a sudden you put all these people, or or under 10 in in social distancing this year, but all these people together, and then you add that food and the sugar and the abnormal amount and what it is, you're, you're increasing the ability of the body to actually go more into fight mode. And so wow. yeah. there, there are multiple factors here that can be changed 
you can't take away emotional hurts and damages, but you sure can minimize the way that they get pursued or engaged in. Um, so you've got changing your food prep plan, what you're serving, how you're serving it. How do you do that, the though? Alcohol. There's so much tradition involved in... I mean, you, you bring Uncle Joe over, and then you don't serve turkey or mashed potatoes or, you know. So so here, you're right. So yeah. here's the thing. So in my house, in this... In this you're going to reside the house, but you're not going to serve a traditional Thanksgiving so, well, meal. So the people that yeah. reside their house are yeah. definitely doing that because yeah. you know they're set decking the whole house. But yeah. um, you modify. So instead of doing turkey, mashed potatoes, stuffing, sweet potato pie, sweet potato souffle, string beans and onions, or whatever that casserole dish is, yeah. that I don't like. No, oh. yeah. and it's so bad for you. Just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> anything out of a can. We won't go there right now, yep. but um, and you've got four different pies, and you've got squash, and you've got string beans, and you've got carrots with lots of butter, and yeah, and you get a license to eat, right? Yeah. So you can still have all those things, but it's how you're making them. So, do you really need to have full-on mashed potatoes with like like there's there's different ways to make them so they're not going to be as high in calorie as high in push on the emotional level sugar like you can add a pound of butter versus a pat of butter right that changes things True, yeah um and and sacrificing some places where you you know some food items that eh, you don't really need that when you're having this other thing so if your mainstay is everyone loves stuffing everyone loves potato mashed potatoes mm -hmm. everyone loves their carrots um, and like their green beans, those are kind of the standard. Then go with a way of making them in your traditional way, but maybe substituting things out so they're right. not quite so, you know, you don't need to add brown sugar to things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brown sugar, cinnamon, and nutmeg does not have to go in every food item at Christmas and Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but people like, like that, and what that does is it stimulates, one, emotional agitation. Mm -hmm. Without any emotional agitation, it stimulates it. And it stimulates tiredness, and it stimulates you to eat more. So it's a very vicious cycle, and your body isn't used to that because we all don't eat that normal, like week to week, or right. you know. So we come in for yeah. this big turkey dinner. Yeah. Oh, and then it. Oh, then add in turkey. Turkey has tryptophan. Right. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, down for the count on that, right? So, and turkey's wonderful. So my my thing around food is, so if you're gonna make mashed potatoes, don't do it with milk. Do it with chicken broth or water or do it with a substitute you know but not don't sacrifice butter because i think full fat items are good for you yeah um do or sweet potatoes but stay away from the brown sugar or do some kind of squash that has nothing to do with adding extra salt or sugars additives always that's exactly what they do they add right. the problem additives add a problem so right. when you're adding salt when you're adding sugars when you're adding those types of things that push on the body chemically then that's a problem. Yeah. Pepper doesn't do that. Cayenne doesn't do that. You know, red pepper. You plate. mentioned cinnamon and nutmeg. Yes. They're, they're not a problem, are they? Cinnamon and nutmeg are no, not. Okay. It's in the, fact, cinnamon's good for you. Cinnamon's very good for you, and mm -hmm. so is nutmeg. Mm -hmm. But when you combine them with brown sugar, yeah, right, yeah, right. right? When you combine them with brown sugar, then you're going to be more likely to then have the extra piece of pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie without the sugar added is very flat and bland, and it's actually healthier. But when you add that brown sugar, and you're right. more likely to eat a bigger piece because it it's a vegetable pie up until you add the sugar. It's a vegetable pie. I love that. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I, well, I, you know. Can we go back to the old um, trope about grocery shopping in general and use it for Thanksgiving? Don't yes. buy anything in a box. Right. Stay you know, away from... Box mashed potatoes oh, or, you know. Right. Anything that's, that's got to be rehydrated probably should say stay away from right yeah. um i know that and so i will i won't i will knock except a for the brands. cranberry in the can it, so i so that's my <laughs> least favorite thing and everyone that comes really? to my house typically is like where's the cranberry sauce i'm like Bleh. it's so in general or it's just the stuff in the can this stuff in the can oh. the sound it makes coming out of the can <laughs> i have no problem sharing all my little foibles with people so that's no, tradition <laughs> it's tradition so on the table i always do the can that makes that Yep. sound and then it jiggles and it's yeah. so gross and then i have some kind of homemade stuff that's real right yeah. <laughs> it's not the gelatinous thing right but people love that so it's yep. tradition it's there i i actually substitute out they now make ocean spray makes a um no salt added no sugar one so people don't know it in now they will because i just told everybody but in a can or in a can oh wow yes yeah 
Yeah, I think it might have salt in it, but it doesn't have sugar. It's low sugar. It's it's a different one. Nobody eats it. It's about the ceremony of it coming out of the can. Oh, no. I have friends and family that oh, really? eat it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, and as soon as they're done with it, it goes right in the trash. I'm like, I'm yeah. out. Because yeah. it's so gross. It's probably been on the shelf 17 years. Who knows? Where most people, it goes in the refrigerator for two weeks and then goes in the trash. Right. Yeah. Or they put it, I do see people make like their one initial sandwich with like yeah, a layer right. of it. And then, you know, it's it, the pending stage of yeah. whatever. And then it gets old, right? Um, but so, so having the turkey and having your mashed potatoes and your stuffing. Oh, we were talking about box. When you go to the grocery store, yeah. keep to the outsides of the store. Everything that you're going to need, except stores do. Stores have psychologists, essentially, that work yes. for them. And as we know, and they, they, they make the store viable to appeal to you to what you are more likely to be struck by. So as you're walking on the outside of the store, which was where you'd find your normal healthy things... The, during the holiday season, they'll put out the stovetop stuffing. They'll yes. put out the box stuff, the convenient, easier stuff. Yes. And they'll put it in those little kiosky bins. Stay away from that because those are the things that are going to get you more in trouble with emotional right. eating, emotional outburst, emotional dis, you know, engagement, not disengagement. Um, so if you can make things fresh. I know a lot of people aren't cooks, so they struggle, so they like their box stuff. Yeah. But, um Maybe you can practice a little bit or try to cut, you know, maybe pick one item that you're not going to do out of the box this year so you can do it fresh. Uh, that makes it maybe a little bit healthier. Just try to change up Just something. avoid it out of, the, out of the can or out of the box. Right. What? Avoid things yes. out of the can, out of the box. You can. You can on everything. You, know. you can on everything, absolutely. But you can, you know, people, you know, shortcut things like gravy yeah. can come out of the, you know, the little packets. Mm. You can actually make that. It's really easy. Once yeah. you do the turkey, you know, look up recipes that are healthy. It's really easy. Add a little wine, a little bit of, you know, flour. Or wondra, or some you know almond almond flour, or something that's going to be healthier, and it makes it great. It's just a matter of time. People yeah. like convenience, so people rush through to make it. But maybe pick one thing. So to take down the stress and stress and be healthier, and actually the meal is find one of the dishes, if not all, if you're so inclined. But to find one dish that you can maybe cut back on something that is going to be more unhealthy, namely don't add sugar. Yeah, you know people love you know Aunt Sarah's ambrosia salad mm, yeah and Oof. it's just you know it's just a heart attack <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a heart i and, and you know you add marshmallows and fruit and all that stuff together and it's like how is that ever gonna be good and it's you? tempting because it's always rationalizes it's one day I, right. i'll eat today well it's one day that ends up being in your refrigerator that you end up snibbling on for the next two or three days and then you end up throwing it away but it takes you into the following week which the cookie season starts and then the breads and yeah. the you know the donuts and the pastries and the and the fudge and the and then you know it's only one day yeah it's only one day and two by and a then half it's months <laughs> two months later you're yeah. 25 pounds heavier and you're angry and emotionally upset and sad yeah you know people then come out of new year's going why do i feel like this well and that's why new year's yep. goes into the resolution time of i'm going to lose weight i'm going to eat healthy i'm going to because the end of the year always spawns this yep so once you break the pattern, and it takes two seconds to break a pattern by eating like that whole day and then subsequent days after to get into that pattern right. mode. So try to just change up one thing. So that so that's the, the technique around that right out of the gate for food is that. Now prep time and all the stuff that you go into it, this year is a little bit different, at least across the board of my clients that are talking about it. They don't have a lot of people coming, but they do have people coming or they're going places. Find find the meaning of why you're doing this. It's is it really about putting out yeah. the, the crystal candlesticks and making? I, I mean, I love putting a nice table on, which I will do and do that whole thing. But I'm not. I won't go out of my over the top out of yeah. my way because there's a lot of it's. You know, it's always on a Thursday, as we know. It's in the middle of a work week. There's a lot of going on, and it's just like, w do you want to enjoy it or do you want to? It's all about okay, we did this and it's beautiful. And now it's over and everything's picked up and right. everyone's sitting on the couch. So you have to really find and prioritize what is important, and is it the look, or is it being with people? Right. And I think that that gets lost. And when I talk to clients about that, like, well, what's the most important thing? They're not talking about being with people. They're talking about how they don't want to be with people. How when they get there, it's uncomfortable. How auntie this or you know uncle or mom or right. dad is you know has to do this and make it look this way, and they're upset because the butter dish didn't come out from the attic. Like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. And 
people get lost in that and that adds to more stress and then it's and then we have an expectation and when we have these high expectations we get disappointed right and then the disappointment leads to sadness and and resentment and that it makes us not want to be around the family again and then we retreat and right. then go i'm never coming back for thanksgiving ever again yep. and oh by the way we're coming for christmas yeah <laughs> get yeah. ready see you in a week four four weeks later yep. so so i think that um i was going to say for yeah. prep do you have to have nine sides no yeah, you know, I mean, people put these stuff out. Think of how much you threw away last year. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so so I am of the mind that, you know me, with bread. No bread. Yeah. So I will make exceptions for the people that are coming to my house because they I'm like Italian. bread. I'm Italian. you got to put, so, you put so bread, I put down. bread out. I yeah. do put bread out. So I'll, ma- I'll find a special bread for people that are coming. and it. But then I'll use that as the substitute for something else that won't go out. So... I'll make a stuffing, but the stuffing will be a little bit healthier. Or the potato. My potatoes are never healthy, by the way. They're a heart <laughs> attack. I, I make yeah. what we call party potatoes. They are. They have things in them that <laughs> it, there's like a thousand calories a scoop. I'm sure. So, yeah. so, but the bread is for people because they love it. It's a tradition. Yeah. So, and I'm not going to police other people, but I'm certainly going to put out food choices that I know are going to be healthier. But you don't need nine sides. Like who needs to have all that and then have it extra? So standard. Your ter- pick your four top. Like you have four top p- things. So your your vegetable, your green, your mm-hmm. orange. I have a hair in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your green vegetable, your orange vegetable, or, you know, I'm a big fan of turnips, turnips and carrots because it's a, it's a fibrous starch. It's really good for you. Um, it fills a space of like two dishes and you can put them together. Um, you can do like broccoli or string beans. You don't need both. Lots of people do both. Um, or they separate them out or they do... Um, you know, a variety of different combinations of things. Yeah. That string bean casserole thing is not Forget good it. for you. Yeah. I'm always a fan of omitting that. And you don't need it. No. No one's going to eat it. People do eat it. You know why they eat it? This is my theory. I don't have proof of this. This is not research-based. It's not clinical psychology. I just think that anecdotally, people eat it because they love that crunchy onion, salty, sugary top that gets put on it that bakes in and makes it all crunchy because yeah. at the end of the day, it's, you know... It's canned cream of chicken soup over string beans that are soggy with crunchy topping. Yeah. <laughs> Smushy yeah. and crunchy together. And it's like, woo, it's, it's comfort food. So all the things that go along with Thanksgiving, pre, pre, for the most part for Thanksgiving, are comfort foods. Yeah. So it feeds the emotional angst of the dysfunction that's going to be in the room. And it's, that's what carbs are. And that's, yes. that, it's designed to load you with carbs because it, carbs make you happy. Exactly. Yeah. Temporarily. Temporarily. And then they yeah. make you not so happy yeah. in a variety of ways. But that's why so substituting out, like, instead of having sweet potato souffle that's loaded with sugar, have sweet potato mashed or have turnips and carrots mashed or have co- something that gives you the fibrous feeling of it. But then you're not getting all the the emotional blah of it. You can still it tastes the same. People are like no, it doesn't. It, it really does. Yeah. It's a it's a psychological thing. I love ordering at places sweet potato fries. Oh, and yeah. someone is looking at me and they're good for you. I guess no, they're still fried. Well, they they <laughs> but, are. But some but are some are, yeah. some are um, a lot of places now because I ask when I go in is they're not fried in the typical um, oils. A lot of places are now using avocado oil or canola. Not canola. Um, Avocado oil, and there was one other place that I'd been to that was using grapeseed oil. Oh, grapeseed like, oil. So they were yeah. using different oils instead of the traditional, like, vegetable, canola, and all those things. So um, you can ask. But sweet potato fries are fries, yes, because they're – or they're baked, but they're still a good potato yeah. for you. They're, and yeah. they're a better potato for you in terms of, you know, the carb breakdown because of the fiber in them. Right. They're fibrous. You know, we yeah. talked a few weeks ago about starchy, sugary, and then – fibery carbs and they're so better you wanna... but they're not perfect <laughs> right yeah, so you, yeah. and so traditional thanksgiving is starchy carbs it's yep. bread um potato yep. uh, stuffing pie souffles heavy items of like things loaded with other breading yep. lots of breading you know the, the puddings all right. that stuff and then, you know, oh, here's a vegetable. <laughs> oh, um, oh, yeah, I forgot so the puddings and the desserts. All, yeah, yeah, so all those things yeah. that go with it, right? Yeah. And then, and that's not even talking, I mean, you know, Italian, right? So you've got, you've got people that do traditional Italian dinners, and they have the, the turkey, and then they have lasagna and rigatoni yep. and, and spaghetti and meatballs, and then a vegetable. <laughs> lots, lots of bread. <laughs> right. Lots and lots of bread. Mostly so, white. Yes. Yeah. So, so and not to pick on all the food, it's more about what it does to the emotional self in wellness on that day and the day after. 
And it's like an emotional food hangover. People will say, I'm in a food hangover. I'm in a food coma. Right, because you are. And then you get people get sleepy and agitated, and it revs them up. And then you add a little alcohol yeah, or sugar. Yeah. You know, you add some wine or some beer or some vodka and martinis. And it's just a really... Um, volatile mix of yeah. things when you have emotional stuff on the table and all the puns not intended but they are there you have all this emotional stuff that's always there you have politics is going to be out on the table unless people agree to not talk about it which is really hard for a lot of families yep. um and then you've got emotional hurt that's on the table that comes up every year and so and so did this to me that that time and yep. remember this or someone embarrasses somebody it's all there but the food drives some of that inability to disengage so one of the things, so outside of the food thing is making a prep list before you go, if you're going somewhere, if you're having people over, is knowing maybe your top five emotional triggers. Yeah. Most people have at least five. And that's, and that's not because they're psychologically unstable. It's, we all have triggers. Sure. With certain family members or certain people. Making a note in your head, you don't have to take a big, long time, but making a note in your head of what you know triggers you by that person and just saying to yourself like a couple of days before, I'm not going to engage in that and being able to practice saying like, I don't think we should talk about that or just not engaging it at all by just not speaking about right. it or answering and say, yeah, I don't really have an opinion about that. I, I think it's nice that it's Thanksgiving. I don't think we should talk about that. Yeah. So that you know when it comes up, it's not like it's a surprise because it's not, but you also are prepared to say... I don't think we should really talk about that. That aspect of giving yourself permission to disengage right. is really big. It's tough for people. Right. Because they feel you know, you're with the family, you have to engage. Right. You know, and they're not willing to walk away because the fight's still open for them. What, right. Whatever the trigger is, it's right. still open for them, right. too. And I, I can't let that pass. Yeah, you actually can. Well, and you'll it, be happier for it. Well, and, and some people, and I know that, I don't know how weird this might sound, and I, can't, I think there's more people that go into these dinners and these in these events with going in that they go in ready. They're they're yep. like thinking, okay, I'm gonna have this conversation with you know Uncle Bob and we're gonna get into it because I know and yeah. and you go in and it's that right fight. I'm gonna be right and I'm gonna prove my point and yeah and that's in the it's already set up even if it's not actively with intent of that active thought there it's underneath there that. This is what we do. It's going to come up, and you're anticipating it. Now your anxiety's up, yep. and you're going to go for the right fight. you got to be right instead of just being like, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Because what's the point of being here? Is it to be into a fight and get my point across about some political thing or some religious thing or some whatever it is? Or is it about, we're just all together, and this is nice? Yeah. And people don't do that enough. I have trouble. I'm, I'm struggling lately with not my triggers, mm -hmm. but other people. Well, I guess it is my triggers, but <clears throat> I'm not necessarily involved. Right. Someone's just complaining about somebody else. Right. And it's like, I just, why why are we spending any time on this? Uh -huh. you know, Do you let say them, that? Let them, no. God, no. Can't say that. <laughs> why? Because it would cause a fight? Yes, it would cause a fight. Absolutely. <laughs> because you're taking away people's fun when you say that. Do you know I, that? I know. Yeah. You're, you're taking away... I know. I try the to frame drama, it that way. You're taking away their their excitement of of being able to talk about somebody else because yeah. it's the deflecting off of themselves, and therefore you're party pooper. Yeah. You're taking it away. You're no fun. I guess I'm no fun. <laughs> How could you take I, that well, away? Well, I don't have to be involved. Do I have to be involved? No. You want to so, you want to judge someone that I don't know? Right. You know why am I sucked into this? Right. You so know. so that's where you would so like clients say the same stuff to me so you would say either in your head bubble because you don't really have to put it out it's like i'm not going to participate so you walk away you go to another room is the football game on <laughs> is the football game yeah. on or you go into the kitchen you do yeah. something else right. you go outside for a walk or you do something to just disengage um i have a client that just told me a similar story and they were like yeah but when i come back they're still talking yes about it. <laughs> because what happens is the room divides up this is new england yeah we are who we are right uh the the room divides up eventually until the guys watching a football game right and the women out in the kitchen doing catting catting you know i know that's stereotypical but i'm sorry yeah, yeah Lou. it exists it does it does it's yeah. a pattern yeah. yeah so every time you walk out to get you know an extra helping of pumpkin pie or something you hear about you run into who's the, doing what yeah, who's, exactly. who's sleeping with who and yeah. who cheated on who and yeah and which uh, which event from 20 years ago got dug up again exactly and, yeah. can you believe and did you hear and yeah. right so well so that's so you have to make that prior 
thought process for yourself, if you're going with a partner too, is discussing, I mean, that's what, you know, I do with my husband and we'll talk about what we're not going to engage in or what we're not going to talk about or we're yeah. not going to, you know, we do that. And now we don't really have to talk about it because we just know because we've done it so many times yeah. that it's like, we're just not going to go there. And we kind of have like a signal to each other. Plus like, you arrive at similar goals, right? So you right. just kind of... So we know yeah. where, you know, we're going to end a conversation or we know what's going to happen. We anticipate who's going to say something. We know what topics are going to come up and then we just know. So if you've got that kind of symbiosis with someone or a couple of people in the room, then it sometimes helps that you've had that discussion beforehand, kind of like when your family gets together and talks about like what's going yeah. on in the family. Um, that's one way of dealing with it. But this is this is another way. If you have a partner or family members, you can say, okay, we're we're just not going to go there. I don't want negativity. Yeah, I don't that want wasn't the by the way. That wasn't a coping mechanism. That was a loading session. That was loading the weapons. Loading the weapons. <laughs> I'm sure. Yes, that, I, that I wasn't disarming. Yes, but it could be disarming. A, uh, yeah. Yeah, it could be disarming. <laughs> yeah. But I I know I'm. My my dad's you know Irish and yeah. you know and yeah it's always a loading session <laughs> yeah. I know silent but deadly too right it's like uh, we got the we got the um, ammo but we're gonna just wait and then really end it on you you have to be strong about disengaging though because yes. people want you involved yes and they almost feel insulted when you don't you don't you don't go yeah yeah right well because misery can't loves, she misery did loves that. company yeah. and by not engaging with them people often find that they interpret it that you're judging them if you're not joining them yeah, and dismissing them. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're not participating and saying, yeah, Sally really gained some weight this year. Look how bad she looks. Yeah. Right. If you're not doing that, then you're, you're in the mind of the person saying it. Typically, even if that person doesn't realize it, it's the, Oh, wow, you're judging me now. Now you're the target right. of, exactly. did you see, did you see Lou? He was, he, he was judging us for talking about that. Can you believe who's he to say, like it turns, yeah. right. Because the misery of the unhealthiness is there. So, again, coming back to just disengage from toxicity. It doesn't matter what they're going to say about you. It's more yeah. like, how do you disengage and not participate? How do you advocate for yourself and say, hey, I'm not judging here, but I just don't want to do that. I think it's a nice yeah. day. I just want to be happy. A lot of times that will actually stop a conversation that's negative from happening. Or it will... It will you mean actually vocalizing that? Yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I've never like, had success with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it could be... It could sometimes be in the yeah. delivery. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, chances are. Right? So so more successful commentaries like that are because the delivery is made either with a tone that's not helpful yeah. or that it's made with you know some kind of condescension or it's interpreted that way, like you're better than, when in fact it's just like, I don't right. want to participate in that. I just don't want to talk about other people. Right. And people get offended by it. But if you do it in a certain way that you're not crossing over someone's boundary by being mean, it, yeah. if, they, if they feel upset about it, that's not your problem. But at least you've said, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like I want to talk about something fun and I want to talk about something happy like or something better. Um, and people will most of the time, especially in group think, There'll be a couple of people to join and say, yeah, let's do that. Let's not talk about that. Yeah. And they'll join you unless you're the only one that. Right. Right. Well, yeah, plus for me, it's it's the same thing. It's like, do what you want to do. You want to talk about that. Talk about that. I just don't want to be involved. Exactly. Yeah. I, my peace of mind is, you know, I'm just I've got limited mental energy. I'm not putting it towards that. Right. So now would you say that? No. <laughs> so it would never work. Um, because, well, again, that's, that's, uh, it comes off as judging. Well, I think, well, so, so I think in the way that you would deliver that, like if you said it like that, it would come across like, yeah, you're being dismissive of them, saying like, this is Thanksgiving. I just want to have a really fun day. I don't want to talk about other people. I know that it's fun to do that sometimes. I just don't want to do that. Can we talk about something else? Yeah. Like if, if, you're, if you're doing something more like that, that might get you a little bit different than, you know, kind of like, this is this is beyond my bandwidth. I don't have time for this. <laughs> then people are going to be like, what do you mean? You know, because yeah, people exactly. like to get together. Yeah. And the other piece of this, because most of the time people haven't gotten together in so long. Oh, and that added COVID when no one's been getting together. They do get together and they don't know what else to talk about. So aside from talking about politics or the opinions about COVID or the opinions about Aunt Sally and Uncle Bob or mom and dad or the affair that someone had or somebody died, right? Yeah. People don't have anything to talk about. So what they go to is gossip. They, you know, I call that adult bullying. So right. they go to the gossip because it feels good in the moment. It fills the cup up temporarily like addiction. And then it depletes itself. But by that point, you're gone and you've gone home and you don't have to worry about it. But it feeds self-image, really, too. really, really, really toxic. It feeds self-image, too, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Because a lot of times I'm getting the feeling, you know, 
you're you're gaining some self worth by I'm not as bad as that. Well, you're one upping. Right. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. you're participating in the I'm one up. So the narcissistic piece of the ego, the reality manager, right? The ego is right. considered the reality manager. My reality is that if I, essentially, if I put you know, Sarah down because she gained twenty pounds. Wow, I gained five, but I don't look as bad as her, so it makes me feel better, and now right. I'm okay, and you know, and then she doesn't think about the fact that there's five people around and going, wow, you're saying a lot about someone else and you gained some weight too, but I'm not going to say it to you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a temporary ego boost. Yes. Cause it comes from the insecurity of like, Oh, social comparison, but then it goes away and, or someone calls you out on it. Yeah. And that's when the, that's when the food it's and when the, the fun starts. And all the fun starts at <laughs> yeah. the table and someone throws something and someone says something or someone swears at somebody or, you know, says, shut up <laughs> <laughs> or something bad. You know, there's yeah. always something like that happening. And then you have a story for the next five Thanksgivings. Yes. Remember yeah. that time yeah. when Uncle Bob threw the knife across the table? <laughs> uh, Sally, she hasn't been here since since the knife throwing incident. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um so, so I think, so, so we have the food issue mm-hmm. is modifying some food choices, not having nine things, um, prep time, cutting down your prep time, enjoying it more so that, you know, if you cut down on the food items, your yeah. prep time is down and, and don't spend $200 at TJ Maxx to set up a table that you're going to be using for two hours. Well, well, in the, so, so I had to do five or six years ago, you know, you go into TJ Maxx and it's like, oh, that's so cute. Mm-hmm. And then I really had to do. Well, it's probably more than that. When my grandmother died almost 20 years ago, and then my grandfather died seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. I went through this Swedish death clean. You know what that is? No, I do not. <laughs> what is so that? The, so, the Swedish, so the Swedish death clean, okay, wait, I'll come back to that for just one second. Yep. But it's, it's, the, it's when you go in and you already have all the stuff for Thanksgiving. I have everything for Christmas. I don't need any more stuff. Yep. I have plates. I have candles. I have, I have it. But it's so much fun to go mm. in and buy more because yeah. I don't have that. And that's really pretty. And I'll just change it up. Now you've got like five feet of stuff of Christmas crap yeah. like I do in the attic. Um, but so the Swedish death clean, going back to this, is is you can look it up online. It's an actual um, Swedish, um, I won't say it's tradition, but yeah. it's a way of keeping things minimal and minimalist that, you know, um, when someone passes essentially – you don't have to, you know, go through every book looking for money that's been stuffed. You don't have like 7,000 items that have been from 1920. It's it's a constant minimalist lifestyle so that you're not accumulating. Yeah. You're keeping at the base level. So when they when my grandmother passed, I realized how much stuff she had. And I thought, oh, my God, I don't, you know, life review. This was, in oh, my, you know, like in my late 20s, early 30s. I'm like... That's a, a lot of stuff. So somebody dies and you prepare for your own death by get, getting rid of stuff. Right. Yeah. So it's so, and then, and so I did that. Well, you know, it's <laughs> so one of the things. And it's a, and then my grandfather died and I was this one of the sole people. I was essentially the sole person at, at one point of just, I was cleaning up the house and yeah. doing that. That was a lot. And I was like, oh my God, superfluous stuff. But to him, I know it was important. Just like my stuff would be. So it's, it's not just cleaning out. It's about also, um, you know, realizing that every single little little item that you might save is going to be thrown away. No one's going to keep that right. necessarily. So, you know, what do you really want to do with it? Where do you want to repurpose it? So it's not about throwing away or whatever. It's about really repurposing things. And when you buy something, you know, replacing it. So I try to. It's not perfect. So, like, if I buy a new item at TJ Maxx or I buy something... I make sure that I'm taking something out I see. Yeah. and going and getting rid of or mm-hmm. repurposing and then adding in so that I'm not accumulating right. so that when I do Swedish death clean, <laughs> that I'm not really having to do 7,000 you know, <laughs> pounds of um, a roll away. <laughs> see, I thought it was like me and my buddy Dave. Dave's my cleaner uh-huh. <laughs> when I die. He gets the laptops and the computers and cleans. Ah, there we go. Yes, I have a designated cleaner. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's an interesting way of putting it. Is this the Dave I know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we, we've been buddies oh, a long time. Be a very good conversation when I see him next. No wonder he's not. You wouldn't believe today. myself. I'm a talk show host. My my search history on Google. You wouldn't believe. I'm sure. I'm sure that would be very entertaining. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, but so so that's um. I mean, that even goes into the Thanksgiving conversation. It actually lowers stress. If you don't have all the yeah. accumulated stuff around, 
um, that helps you and going back to having to buy $200 worth of stuff at TJ Maxx. But thinking of the stress of reciting your house, I mean, that's the extreme, but people do it to certain various degrees and right. what they do at TJ Maxx, you know, getting ready for the, and again, the table's going to be set for, people are going to walk into the room, they're going to go, oh, the table looks nice, and then it's done. Right. Well, that's the thing. And then it's and trash. So, <laughs> right. So it's, it, and I'm all for a beautiful table and yeah, I love setting sure. that and everything, but getting over and this is what i was saying in the beginning is that i was trained that it had to look a certain way and it, you know and no yeah. one ever focused on that in 2 hours it would be over and then when i got more on my own and doing my own thing and and all that all of a sudden i started realizing like i'm missing out on like the day because i'm spending more right. time cooking prepping cleaning <laughs> You know, doing all these things that had nothing to do with what actually the day was, and the day would be gone. Right. You know, it would be like race to get to, you know, Christmas especially. It was like race to get the last gift at right. 5.42, and then wrap until midnight and bake cookies, and then be up at 6 and put the roast in. Yep. <laughs> like, okay. And so. And the best part was like 1 o'clock the next day when you they've got Elf on, and you just get to sit down with a you know, cup of Bailey's. Or, right. Yeah. Christmas story and Elf. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. And me right. just sitting there like catatonically. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> that's over. So, so it's about adjusting around like what's really important. It's a prioritizing of, is it about the table? And you can still set a beautiful table, but you don't have to obsess over it. If the, if there's a fork that didn't look the right way, nobody cares. Right. But people get caught up in the fact that, you know, see, I grew up with, um, well, see, yeah, Silver. you're competing against what you grew up with. Right, so I'm competing yeah. with the conflict. So I grew up with every year, the only time we used these things was at Christmas and Thanksgiving. I'm of the mind that I try to use all my stuff all year round, or at least a couple times a year for my other stuff, you know, my, sure. my finer things. But every year, polishing the silver. Oh, my God. Really? We polish. I polish yeah. the silver. Even the Christmas ornaments. There's a whole set of Christmas ornaments on my family tree that are all silver. They all had to be polished every year because they would Christmas tarnish. ornaments? Yes. Wow. They were all sterling silver oh, that were man. like these tall 12 days of Christmas ornaments. They're beautiful, but I remember many a, many a two weeks before Christmas, because we never put it up early, right? I'd be polishing these little cylindrical items, and that was Christmas. So I'm of the mind that, no, we're yeah. not doing that. That's yeah, because wow. it's not, it's not yeah. the fun part. It's not. There's no peace in that. That's a lot of extra when it's about like let's just have people over and have a nice time and and have a couple of drinks and have fun and be happy a couple of days before and you know so it's really about prioritizing that's, that's protecting against worst case that's there's no gain in that no the, the, what you're doing is protecting against somebody criticizing you because the ornament isn't polished or the silverware right. isn't polished right or the table the table didn't look a certain way or you know yeah. who you're comparing against so right? you spent the whole holiday dealing with your fears as opposed to that's dealing right. with the joys of what you know what, what you should is. like about it yeah. exactly and it had to be everything has to be perfect so i don't know if you'd be surprised by this but i have more conversations about perfectionism at the holiday time and, sure. and the expectation the bar is so high for people the amount of stress that creates of the way something has to look or if the even the bow wasn't the right way or you know and like i said i was raised that way so it's a constant conflict of Sometimes I get to the point where I had packages in the past couple of years that didn't have bows because I didn't have time, yep. you know, and, and I was raised that you hand make bows, hand make bows. No. Oh, yes. My mother did all handmade bows. So for me to go out and buy a bag of bows, it was very difficult. But now I buy, <laughs> buy bags of bows. I'm like, yeah, yeah to slap on a bow. Nobody cares because it comes flying off and goes yeah, into the fireplace. The, the bow thing is about ten seconds long. Yeah, right. exactly. But so you, but it's that perspective. So it goes to all the shows that we've done so far that I've said, perspective, perspective. It, it, is it healthy? Is it mm -hmm. helping you, or is it hindering you and getting in your way? All these little things that manifest themselves to get in the way, just cause you more stress. Right. And you know, and there's there's something to be said for some pomp and circumstance and beautifying things and making things happy. Sure. But not to the deficit of you missing out on your family, your friends, or just a little extra piece of downtime and happiness because you wanted that extra whatever. Right. That nobody cares about, that no one's going to look at. And to convince someone that no one's looking at it is very hard. You know, it's like, oh. And so I try, again, Swedish Death Clean. I used to do these big, elaborate so tables. We just buy alcohol. The Irish just buy alcohol. <laughs> just buy so, booze. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, I used to do big elaborate tables, and I still do lots of decoration, but I do it piecemeal throughout the season, and clearly people are doing it right now, early. Yeah. Um, but by the day I come to, like, Christmas and I do a table, it's beautiful, but it's minimal. It's, like, nice and clean. Because, one, it's easier. Two, it makes me happy. Less to clean. Yeah. And and I don't have... I It's, it's just... It's a nice eye line without having to be, like... All these life isn't a fifties life magazine ad anymore. Right. But, right? but people mean, still live like that I know. around the holidays I know. because Can it's Norman yeah. Rockwell. People still have that Norman Rockwell image of the holidays and no matter what, even Easter. So it's it's give yourself permission to have some right. fun as opposed to polishing the silverware. Exactly. I yeah. wish that I had that when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't feel like you had you know, you definitely didn't have that choice you didn't have permission you were told to do it yeah right we are an adult now yes you can give yourself permission right i give myself permission to not polish anything i make sure i don't buy anything that's sterling silver that i have to put out because i don't want to polish it kind of like i don't buy things that i have to iron (laughs) because i don't have time to iron (laughs) hey it's in the same thing no no, i've got my things all i have is black and white socks Oh, and they're all the, the same. They're all the same brand. So I know. We I don't have to pair. Last week. Yeah. Um, I fix my sock. I give my. Way. You fix your sock. Your Bomba sock, sock. Remember my little Bomba sock last yeah. week that was agitating me. I fixed it. Yes. <laughs> well, good. I I did. Well, and then today I was laughing coming in as an as an aside. I'm coming in and you know I had my little agitation last week and yeah. Besides the thing that happened this morning in the yeah. car that you know about, um, I ate chia seeds in my yogurt. You ate what in your chia seeds? Chia seeds. You know the little, yeah. ch- you know, right? They, they, they're like, well, you know what they are. So, yeah. Well, I ate them and I put a whole scoop in, and then all the way up, I'm like pricking them out of my yeah. <laughs> sheets. So I'm like, oh, another agitation for, <laughs> but, you know, first world problems. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of <laughs> chia seeds in my teeth. Um, so, so going, so going back to the holidays and stress. So I think give yourself on... permission to have some fun on the holidays. Yeah. By the way, it's good modeling for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I remind people that the holiday Thanksgiving because you and I both have holiday horror stories. Well, yeah. horror stories, yes. relatively well, we speaking. Well, we have trauma. You have trauma from it, and that's right. not what the holiday should be about, right? Right. right. No, well, because well, and you know, I guess it, you know, maybe an exaggeration for trauma, but it it definitely made a memorable impact on me that like on Christmas morning, and and this still happens because I share in the experience that kids tell me about it, and even parents tell me about it now in their own experiences in my in my practices. You know, I'd get up early in the morning, you know, Santa Claus would leave gifts and then I'd get up two seconds later, I'm sure, like five o'clock in the morning after they were all put out by three. Yeah. And then I'd be up. It'd be over by eight. I'd then I get to play for just a little bit. And then it would be shower, dress up, yeah. get in the patent show leather, time. the full, the full, yeah. the full showstopper. And then we were off driving for the rest of the day. That was my childhood Christmases for the most part. Yeah. We were often driving to different places landing at two different spots, godparents in the best friend's right. house, almost every Christmas for the most part. And I, I and all my toys would stay in the box. Right. Hardly anything got out. Like I still, I still have toys in my attic that are still in their wrapper from 1970 in the cellophane that I could sell. I have a Candyland game. They survived all the Swedish death cleans, cleanses? Well, the, yeah. so, so here's, okay, so everyone's <laughs> got to get a little insight on me. So I have yeah. a Candyland game that I can't get rid of because in my head, my mother and father have always said, that's going to be worth money someday. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Well, and I could give it away yeah. and whatever. But it sits up there. It sits up there. And I know it needs to go because I've done a Swedish death clean several times. And yep. I'm like, and I, every time I bypass that Candyland game, because in my head, just like the rest of us, I have that. See, you uh, laughed at the term trauma. That's trauma. <laughs> it is trauma. No, we, right? we all have holiday triggers. Yes, and it comes from our experiences mm-hmm. in our childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So... So that, well, and to the point is like, you know, people always say, oh, you don't have any of those issues. I'm like, oh, I have stories. Oh, no, everybody has those issues. We all have issues. It's about how, it's about how you deal with them, right? Right. Well, yeah. and it's getting perspective. Like, I have perspective on that. I Like, Candyland game, I know it's up there. I'm unlikely going to sell it. If I do, hey, anyone wants to buy it, certainly reach out to me. I'm happy to sell it to you. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not bothering me. You know what I mean? It's just a story now in my head. But it used to bother me because it would take up a lot of my headspace of, I missed out or this was a lot of time spent doing something that I, you know, kids are supposed to enjoy the holidays, not be tracked around. So I have a lot of clients now that have little ones. And I just had a client talking to me about this last night that their little one is going to be 21 months. And last year they did the 
they did the track yep. all the other people you know the grandparents both sides the aunts and uncles both sides and they didn't get to have their fun with their little ones so this right. year i've been working on the parents saying stay home yeah make people come to you if they don't come to you and they don't understand that you have a little one who, who the holiday is about then say you know we'll get together after the holiday but on right the actual exactly day, yeah and so over the past probably two or three months they've all of a sudden said you know that's really i think we're gonna do that yeah and that relief and i was just talking to, to the dad last night and he was saying oh it's so relieving when i gave myself permission to just be like you guys want to come to us please come but we're going to stay here because we want him to play yeah. Do the tour a week before or a week afterwards. Or, yeah, and, you get yeah. the whole week in between. It's only You a don't day. feel you have permission to enjoy Christmas with your kids, your new kids? Your, right, your, right. Or well, young it, parents? But and, it goes to the yeah. family members who put the pressure on their adult children. Like, you're not going to come to Christmas at my house? You know, the, the guilt... Yeah, you know, no, I'm going to enjoy Christmas with my kids, and I'll right. see you Tuesday night or, you know... Right, yeah. and and... This is one thing that I was, my dad and I had is, my mom disagreed all the time about it, but my dad and I always had the thing of Christmas, Chris, just because Christmas is on the 25th doesn't mean, it's the 25th, right? Yes. <laughs> 24th, 25th, doesn't mean you have to celebrate it on the 25th, but my mom always was like, you have to have it there. There's no other day. And he and I would be like, well, you can do it two days later. You yeah. can do it three days later. You can do it two days before. That never flew, but you know we knew. So I had that little piece of him always saying, "Don't worry about it. It's we'll we'll do it over there." Yeah. <laughs> so, and that's true. I mean, it's just a day. It's a day in the week that normally you'd be working or normally you'd be doing something else. It just happens to be a day that we stop and we celebrate something. But if you can't do it all together or something on that day, because it's going to interfere with something that makes you happy and is healthy, then just do it on a different day. You're talking about people realigning or not realigning their thought process right creating or not creating their boundaries right it's you know so all of this and not being made to feel guilty about setting a boundary well you can't you can't be made right guilty but you as well, that's how they describe it yeah you know my mom you accept makes me guilty, feel guilty. You my don't. parents make yeah. me feel guilty right and yeah no they can't the training they don't have that power you accept right. it or you don't Right. Well, and this, well so because there's a point in your life where you decide, no, I'm going to be with my kids, and you don't feel right. any guilt because you understand the importance of it. Well, and it's an interesting thing that you bring up is that adults who I have in my practice, and anecdotally even my friends, when they're single, they have a really hard time setting that boundary. When they're with someone just as a couple, hard time setting that boundary. As soon as they have kids, the kids become the reason and the ability to let go, and that becomes the excuse to say, oh, we can't do it. And people are much more forgiving yep. around that, so it releases them. But that's not really doing the real true work of allowing yourself to sit with people don't like the fact that I made this choice, and it's uncomfortable for them and for me, and it's yeah, going to be okay. Hopefully the lesson you pull away, that first time when you have kids and you, you create that boundary and the, the world didn't end. Right. And you weren't excommunicated. And, right. You know, it's like, okay, you right. know. I, I did this and everything was okay. And people and and people do live in the fear of excommunication. And I certainly have people in my life and practice, both personal and professional, that have gotten shunned for setting that boundary. How dare they? And the painfulness that goes with that. And I always say that speaks to the issues that you're coming to address anyway. Yeah. And in my in my in my friend life, my my personal life, I have similar. I have a couple friends that have that. And, and little spatterings of that. And we talk about that stuff all the time. And they've come to realize through lots of our friend conversations that that's their stuff. You yeah. can't, you know, if they're upset and they don't want to be around you, then because you said no or you can't do it on that day on their terms. Yeah. You said no because of your kids? Or you I said mean, no because yeah. you set your boundary because you wanted to do your own thing right. and you didn't comply with what they wanted. People don't, you know, people yeah, don't yeah. like to have no. No, no, no. So it's, that's it's, a that's a gift <laughs> to say no. Well, when someone yeah. excommunicates you because yes. you set your own boundaries yes. and, and you took care of yourself, yes, that's a gift. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's an understanding of that relationship that you didn't have prior. Well, right, and yeah. and it makes people, but it makes people scared and sad. Yeah. It makes people afraid that they're going to be excommunicated. And what does that look like? And what does that mean? And and that's you know very scary for a lot of people. But I think when you come to terms, it takes a long time to come to terms with that that excommunication and then it's like you know what when you really get it you realize perspective wise that it's healthier yeah you know you can love someone but sometimes you have to love them from afar yeah right and so 
the holiday times sometimes. Good family strategy. Right. So, <laughs> so, and, the, and that's. A, and I know we're talking like we're talking from our experiences, and there are people who have very strong and good relationships with their families oh, so, and so, love yeah. getting together. So the healthy, the healthy and well side of these things, there yeah. are many people who have exceptionally good relationships with their family. Right. And they're not working on this health and wellness piece. Right. They're, they don't, they have other things, but they don't have this piece. Um, and they might not have family issues. This is around like how to keep yourself healthy and well around those issues. Cause it's, it's more predominant that you have an issue around these things than the families that don't or the right. kids that are really close to their families. Um, there are more people that have the disconnect and the, um, the guilty perfectionism have to look a certain way, have to meet the needs of the other, um, sacrifice one's own integrity for the other person or else right. they'll be mad. Yep. Um, you know, has to, you know, all those things that's more common than the other. So great that those people have that, but you know, in my business, I don't get to see, <laughs> I don't get to see that. Right. I mean, yeah. I know about it in my personal life, but you know, when people are in my office, it's usually the other. And if they have strong and healthy, uh, family relationships and enjoy the interactions they have over the holidays. That's not who we're talking to. Right, they're exactly. fine. They have good holidays, and right. they don't have anything because they're with. already doing. Yeah, here's the thing: they're already doing the healthy, well things that I'm suggesting right. today. Yeah, usually you can ask most people. I'm running through my head and right now. The people I know that have those relationships, they would say like, "Oh, their tables are set calm. They don't go over the over top. You know, they're very neutral on." People show up whenever they want. They're more the open house kind of yeah. people. Come and go. Don't worry about it. No one has hurt feelings. Like that. And that's how they are with their family. That's how they are with their friends. And it's very easy. I call them the easy travelers. I wonder if that's a pendulum swing. In other, in other words, your generation, my generation, was predominantly some of the issues that we talk about. Right. So as we raise families, we avoid that at all costs. Right. It's like, oh, you can't come? Good. No, stay home with the kids. That's right. fine. I'll right. see you in a couple of days. And Having the understanding that because yeah. we were raised that way that, you know, it's no big deal. Right. Right. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's a piece of it. I mean, I don't know the research psychologically behind it, but I'm, I would have yeah. thoughts that that's definitely, you know, it patterns out in other things that we do, you know, is we're raised in a certain generation, we tend to flip to the other side to make sure that that doesn't happen, which is actually part of the problem why millennials have <laughs> become millennials. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the problems there is because it's been the extreme shift over onto the, you know, lack of accountability, lack of responsibility, right. where you and I were raised with full accountability, full responsibility, um, and then something happened in between. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to those things, you know, we didn't want, we don't want to raise children in the way that we were raised. That's all, you know, people say it all the time. Generally speaking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, generally speaking. So so people will shift around to accommodate some of those things that were traumatizing or emotionally sticking in their head of things that happened, like, oh, I don't want to do that to my kid or I don't want to do that to my spouse or Mm -hmm. my friend. So, you know, if people don't have children, you know, this is also true for people who don't have children. They still have these pieces that get in the way of, of... fully functioning in a boundary setting environment of like, you know what, I just don't want to do that this year. That's why at the beginning I joke about, you know, it's a perfect excuse not to have to go to a place that you don't want to be at because it's like a permission that's built in right now that, well, we can't really do that. And you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to be, you don't have to go down that road of people saying, well, you know, you really should come like, oh, I really can't, you know, you don't have to do any of that. I'm protecting you. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Um, you know, for whatever that's worth, I mean, it gives a, it gives some people, and in, I have I have several people in my practice where they've been like, oh my god, that's the perfect thing. I'm just going to say across the board, and it's given them an out. But with warning that the same people that are doing that, I've warned them that say to say, you're going to get to that day, and it's going to be isolating because yeah. they're fo- because you're not going, even though it'd be miserable going for you, right. you're still going to be isolated. So then what do we do? So we've strategized with these p- few people. I've strategized a whole day plan of what they can do, planned on weather, what activities, how to keep something yeah. so they don't feel disconnected. Because you probably don't, you do, there's probably a void of, of tradition and a void of, of, right. of ways of handling the holiday. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, it's just like in anything. If you stop something, you have to replace it with something else, you know, like addiction. You know, family family events have addictive qualities to them. Yeah. We go back for more. We anticipate the fight, right? So if we're not going to go in for the fight, okay, we're going to miss out. We're going to be in our heads going, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. I wonder what's, what everyone's talking. Instead of doing that, it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, 
one person I know is going up north, so it's like sh they're going to go skiing, they're going to spend the day doing other things, they've got a book, we talked about a great book to read, they're going to do something on the internet that they were planning on doing, like they've got other things yeah. so that it's not, and I keep saying, it's just a day. Right. It's just a day that's co everyone comes together, but you don't have to do that. It's just it's just a tradition that happens, but you don't have to do that. Yeah, preach, sister. I've been talking yeah. about this for years. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I minimize Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year, especially New Year's, as yeah. much as possible. So I don't I'm, even want to deal with it. I'm a typically of Thanksgiving yeah. because it's it was so pomp and circumstance in my house that I'm always like, oh, it's the middle of the week and it just you know yep. it's there. So I, I'm now very good at just being like, yeah. You know, if I get out of pajamas by, you know, whatever time, I'm like, whatever, you know. Yeah. I do usually get up and go for the turkey trot run yep. in the morning early, which I don't think they're doing this year. But I usually, I'm usually up north, so I don't know if they're doing it. But usually the run and then just hang out and, and then, you know, somewhere in the middle of the day, take a shower. And, yep. you know, and that is nothing like I was raised. And so right. it's, it's a nice relief. And that's what I try to get people to see that. When you can make your own choices and feel like you've given yourself permission to do what you really want and you're not infringing on anyone else and you're not doing it to hurt anybody else and whatever, right? it's okay. Even if someone tells you, well, that hurts my feelings, you're not coming. That's okay. Yeah. That person has to be able to sit with the uncomfortability that their feelings are hurt or that you didn't go because whatever reason. You're allowed to say yeah. no. You have permission to upset somebody else. Right, exactly. That's not your and intention. The, it's not your, and it's not your yeah. responsibility to then yeah. fix it right. for them. So super important. So there's lots of little tips today for Thanksgiving and holidays, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it again as we come into Christmas because I'm getting lots of food for fodder over the holiday time in the past week. So I'll bet things are starting to pick up already. Oh, yes. Well, look at how many people are decorating. Their, I've seen Christmas trees out. I've seen full light. Oh, well, Christmas, Christmas has been in stores for weeks. I know. And yeah. well, and then and like Halloween, I've never seen decorations for Halloween like I did this year outside. Oh, really? Yeah. So literally all the Halloween decorations have come down in my neighborhood, and I'm watching pop up. Christmas things coming up and lots of, you know, outside it's like all the, the, the Thanksgiving yep. and then I can see the lights going up on the, on the yeah. rims, you know, everybody calm down. So people are really excited to, <laughs> it's just veterans day. Can we wait a, know, a couple just veterans weeks? Veterans day, no lights for that. No streaming lights. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so tips recap. So food, minimizing mm. all the food options, making cleaner, healthier choices. So you don't feel like the coma. So you're not agitated and unhealthy and unhappy and you, and, keeping drinking down to a minimum or a moderate and drinking water in between. I'm so having trouble with that one, but yeah, okay. So I know everybody yeah. does, right? Yeah. So don't sugar it up. And if you do that, you know, be careful what you eat on the backside. Um, and then, and then the prep, you know, give yourself now, you got two weeks for Thanksgiving, like really think about what do you really want to have that day in terms of peace, happiness, joy, peace, peace is a good word. Like peace. you just want to have peace. And what, yeah. it, what will it look like to get there? Will it be the, you know, the Waldorf Astoria Hotel um, table? Or will it be a nice, simple, beautiful, elegant something that you love and then it's gone in less than an hour? You have permission to create the holiday that you want to create. Exactly. Yeah. And if people don't like it, well, yeah. I guess then they don't like it. See you at Christmas. <laughs> and on that <laughs> or note. Or maybe not. I know. <laughs> and on that note. All right. So, Lou, again, happy Veterans Day to yes. everybody. Have Absolutely. a great week.